Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety. Let's get started with this week's Safety Chat. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Baldwin Safety Chat podcast. Jason Stark here. This is the podcast where we talk about, well, all things safety, safety management, and uh, maybe just how we can do our jobs just a little bit better. For today, I have probably a little bit shorter one. Maybe we'll call it chat. Something came to mind and I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about wabi-sabi. Aside from sounding like a funny term, it is a Japanese term and it means embracing or appreciating the imperfections of humanism in like some of the creations. I spent four years in Japan and never heard this term. I was interested to look it up and it looks at, you know, some of the art some of the things that we see in life that are created by people that have some imperfections that make them special, that make them authentic, that make them one of a kind. So we think about it like an artisan or a master craftsman will number his or her pieces because none of them will be the same, whether it be a painting, a piece of pottery, whatever. Uh, it's just something that's very unique. And it shows the imprecision of humans. And that's because, well, we are human. We're not machines. We're not going to do everything to the same tolerance every single time. We can't fall in that six sigma, if you will, of personally manufacturing things. And that made me think about how we do work or how safety plays out in work. So when we talk about wabi-sabi, we're talking about that human element. And when people come to work, naturally, being in the human club, they're going to have that human element element, which means that despite how often we want to do everything perfect with incredible tolerance, I don't believe that as humans we, we can every single time, again, because we're, we're not machines. So there is going to be variability, and that's kind of the wabi-sabi. That's uh, where the variability comes in. Not everything's the same. So what we do one day at work will not necessarily be exactly the same thing or the same output or the same way we get from the other day. Why do we talk about this and why do we bring this up? Because another part of the conversation regarding wabi-sabi was that we have manufactured wabi-sabi, which was kind of strange to me to think about, but there are things manufactured that are meant to simulate that human imperfection, and they're meant to kind of bring an authenticity to them, even though they're probably still under the precision to have the precise amount of wabi-sabi and probably still tolerances when they manufacture these, especially by machines, to make it look like it, there are no tolerances. It went into this deep conversation, but the point is when we construct our processes and procedures, how we do work, sometimes I think we look at it that we have no tolerance for wabi-sabi. We construct these processes and procedures that do not allow for failure at all. It just does not allow for any variability. And I think if that is the case, we can get ourselves into trouble. Because if you design, and the great Ivan Popoliti actually said this, but if you design a process to not fail, chances are it will fail. Again, that's because of the human element. And so when we bring wabi-sabi into work, if a process or a procedure is overly complicated, if it doesn't make sense, if it's something that is just really really convoluted, we're going to bring the human experience to it, meaning we're going to vary to get the job done. We're going to bring our wabi-sabi. We're going to put the human touch on it. It's interesting in, in Ivan Popoliti's talk, he brings us up and says, hey, if we do something that if we add the human element to it and it makes it better and we do something great by changing the process because the process wasn't working,
working for us. We wanted to add our human element to it and it actually came out better, more efficient. Hey, we're celebrated. We're hailed for thinking outside of the box, as he put it. But on the other end of the spectrum, a person doing the same thing, bringing that wabi-sabi, even the same action where somebody succeeded, if they failed, we're going to look at them as why can't you follow procedure? You know, what's wrong with you? And we, we tend to kind of point the finger and we get very dispositional. The phrase also that Dr. Puppelid uses. But I guess where I'm going with this is when we look at the procedures we have in place, procedures that support processes in place, we have to understand it's going to be humanized. They're humans. It's not really profound, but it is profound. Humans are going to be doing this and there's going to be human variability. So it goes well to look at procedures that if they cannot handle human variability, if they require that six sigma precision every single time the procedure is done, if there is no resilience, then you've kind of put your worker or your pilot or mechanic or your FBO operator in a very bad spot. If everything has to be done perfectly under any condition, any time of day, any week, then we're kind of setting the worker up for failure. So it's that idea that we have the wabi-sabi in our work procedures. There's going to be variability. People are going to put their touch on it. I'm not saying that they're not trying to follow procedures, not saying that they're not trying to be excellent. It's just saying that they're human and there's going to be some natural variability in how that human approaches a a certain procedure, you know, one person to the next. And so we have to look at these procedures, like I said, and say, hey, can they support the human variability? If there is one swaying one way or the other and a process or a procedure fails at a certain spot, is it going to be a catastrophic outcome or are there enough defenses in place or does the process have defenses in place that allows for it to fail but fail safe but one of the examples of defenses in the procedures that i really like to draw from is from line service where they have the duckbill nozzle for jet a as you all know this is designed so that a line service individual can't put jet a fuel into a 100 low letter avgas av- tank it just won't fit you really have to try and you probably get jet fuel everywhere because it wouldn't fit in there and go over the wing and be it'd be nasty that is a control that allows for variability in human performance part of our performance and part of being human is fatigue or complacency and not to say that um, again i'm not saying that it's okay it's just part of who we are as humans. So again, you know, somebody might be having very variability in their workday and procedures and, you know, and, and trying to hump really hard to get the, to get all the aircraft fueled and they've been fueling, you know, turbines all day. And then next thing, you know, they come to, you know, hundred low lead plane and they're like, you know what, we're just, we're, we're going, not really paying attention. And the failure and the failure can sound a little, little harsh though, but the failure is that, okay, they're there ready to put jet a into an av gas tank. So they pull it out and there's a duck bill and like, Oh, Wow. Okay, great. So I'm going to stop and I'm going to go from there. That is a one example that came to mind where uh, you have a defense to contain the wabi-sabi, the human element, the human touch, the imperfection, um, so that it helps. Because because when you think about it, what, what we have to do, we need a controlled output, right? Especially in our high-risk industry. But we're going to have variability. So we need those controls to help guide and contain that variability so that we have a successful output. Or if we don't, the system will fail safe. The consequences will be minimized. I think about that idea of manufactured wabi-sabi and how that could possibly apply to our procedures that we have at work. 
and especially when we're looking where they can fail. And when I think about manufactured wabi-sabi, I think about a machine trying to simulate human variability, but with precision, <laughs> if that makes sense. And when it comes to our procedures, when we're designing procedures, we try to design procedures. It's almost like the opposite way. We tried to design procedures that takes an account the human variability, but guides it to a precise output or output within a certain tolerance to be successful. So that's kind of opposite of a machine that precisely simulates variability to put an output that is variable to kind of celebrate the human condition. So, so it's kind of a reverse uh, when I think about it. That's what I encourage us to do is when we look at our procedures, um, when we're evaluating, internally evaluating, or I've always, always advocated that talk to your frontline workers because they know the job, they know what they're doing, they know these gotchas. We need to understand that and listen to them because we need to see where they're applying wabi-sabi because they are adapting, because they're showing variability and they're bringing the human touch. And we need to understand, okay, if this is happening, then how will the system ultimately respond? And can the system ultimately fail safe or contain this variability for that good outcome? So that, that's something I challenge us with. Uh, hopefully this, this made sense. But if, if anything, you learned a new phrase if you didn't know it without wabi-sabi. Again, celebrating that human variability. Uh, the fact that we are not perfect. That And sometimes, especially in art, we celebrate that imperfection. And I'm not saying that we should celebrate an environment where we go in and every output is different, that would be that would be really bad, especially in flight operations. You know, uh, some days we celebrate they land on the runway and then they land on the taxiway. Oh, they, they're just adding the human touch. No, that's, that's not what we're saying. But what we're saying is that humans do have that variability. We have to understand how we can develop procedures and systems that can contain that variability for a precision outcome and allow for that variability and ultimately allow for failure and, and to be able to fail safely. And I think you'll learn a lot about this too if you follow HOP or, or Human Organization Performance that has become fairly popular. But but it is a great idea and it is a way to look at uh, humans. You know, we, we want to go out, we want to do a good job, but we're going to bring our humanness with it. That's all I got. I hope it made sense. Uh, but two, I, I just really hope this resonates. Sometimes, you know, it's good to get a grounding in the fact of what we're dealing with sometimes every day. Believe it or not, every day we're looking at procedures, we're looking at how, how things are constructed, we're looking at reports, and sometimes we or at least I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but forget we're dealing with humans and we're dealing with the imperfect human and we're dealing with procedures that were made by humans. There's a whole bunch of layers of imperfection. And I think it's upon us to understand that and understand how we can create procedures that allow for that wabi-sabi so that we can gain the output within tolerance. That's all I have. Thank you for hanging with me on that one. This is a busy season coming up. A lot of conferences. We're going to be at the University Aviation Association. We're going to be at CHC and we're also going to be at BASE. So if any of you are going to any of those, come by and say hi. Uh, we'd, we'd love to meet you and love to hear your feedback on these podcasts, ways that we can make them better. We want to make this useful. We want to make this time well spent for you because we know you're busy, saving the world, and we definitely want to make it worth it. Till we meet again, be safe. This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. 
Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.